Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, we are catching up. I'll share with you what's going on behind the scenes, as well as a preview into what to expect on the podcast this week. So grab yourself a coffee or a cup of tea, and let's chat, starting with today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is, I don't know if it's like the fall weather, or if it's just that I was able to meet my husband out for lunch, but it really feels like we're just kind of dating for the first time, and I'm obsessed with this feeling. It feels like we're just really giddy with each other right now, and it's so fun. My thorn is that I am getting over a cold. Last week when I thought it was just like a normal sore throat, it was actually a cold. I've taken lots of COVID tests because I'm very nervous about it, but it's definitely just a cold, and it feels completely different than COVID felt for me, so... Um, but I rested really well this weekend and we're on the tail end of it, but you know, it's not ideal, not my fave. My bud is that this may sound really boring, but this afternoon I don't have any meetings and I have hours of uninterrupted work time ahead of me. And honestly, I love that when I can just put my headphones on, check things off of my to-do list. It brings me a lot of joy. It's, I think the co-working space I work in is so relaxing and I can just kind of get into the zone and feel at peace. And, you know, I love my job, so it's cool. It's cool to get to do it uninterrupted. Okay, so here's what's going on behind the scenes over here. I am learning to lean in to what scares me or makes me uncomfortable. I think, especially since 2020, I feel like I've been more so avoiding things that make me uncomfortable or unhappy or afraid. And I will try to have those things in my life like as little as possible. And I think it's kind of coming from the sense of like, I could be satisfied all the time. I could be happy all the time. However, lately I've actually been diving into them head first and just kind of leaning in having really vulnerable conversations and trying experiences that I assume I'm going to dislike. And it's making my comfort zone much bigger. I'm finding that I feel more confident in myself, more comfortable in uncomfortable situations, and less kind of generally anxious and afraid. <laughs> um, all in all, it's been a really nice experience that I have to be reminded of on a continual basis. And I've, I've been in this phase before and I'll probably forget and fall out of it and kind of get sucked into the trap of like, I could be happy and satisfied all the time if I just avoid things that make me unhappy and pursue the things that make me feel excited. Then I can actually, what ends up happening for me is my world becomes really small. Not in the sense of like my world becomes small because I won't travel because travel is not a scary or uncomfortable thing for me, but it becomes really small in the sense that like I stick to what I know feels good instead of 
pushing, you know, pushing the bounds and letting myself feel kind of bad sometimes. And I think the important part of feeling bad sometimes is, is multiple layers. One, that I think that the more that I avoid discomfort and unhappiness, the less I can tolerate, which means that the less I can experience. But the more that I allow myself to be uncomfortable or afraid or sad or scared or vulnerable, then the more that more space I have for things to be imperfect, which is really important for me as kind of an idealistic type. I think our frustration comes when we expect the world to live up to our ideals and it never will, right? And so um, leaning into just like, yeah, this is probably not going to be my favorite experience and I'm going to do it anyway, actually increases my tolerance levels. And at the same time, I think that when you create a life which I know this takes a significant amount of privilege to do, but when you create a life where there's not a ton of discomfort, not a ton of unease, that it starts to feel kind of all the same, right? Like you never have like a lot of like really exciting times because you don't really remember what it feels like to not, to want for something, right? Like the first time I filled my gas gas tank up all the way, was very exciting for me because most of my life I was just getting going by like five bucks here, 10 bucks there. So then the time that I filled my gas tank up all the way, it felt like a really big deal. And now I can always fill my gas tank up. So doing that no longer feels like a privilege or an honor. It feels like the norm. And letting my gas tank get a little bit low can actually make me appreciate the privilege of being able to fill up my tank more. This analogy may not be working perfectly, but I think you might be following me. Really, it's like the more discomfort we experience, the more we can appreciate the luxuries in our life. But if we constantly avoid negative emotions or negative experiences, and then kind of, we kind of make our world really tiny, right? We have to like make it fit into this like really narrow way that everything will make us feel comfortable and happy. And one, that's unrealistic. It's not really possible. But two, even when you get close to it being possible, it's very limiting. It's very, um, it doesn't really foster growth, right? Like it doesn't really allow me to become more of a tolerant person, become more of a gracious person, become more brave and courageous and open. It makes me feel much more closed and contracted and restrictive with myself and with others. So I don't think that's my goal. So all in all, yeah, just try and lean into the discomfort, leaning into what might not guarantee, like I might not be able to guarantee feels good. And it's been really nice. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, 
which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. All right. So what I'm working on this week, this week I'm starting Vlogtober, which I'm really excited about. It's a vlog every single day of October. And I'm going to get to try out a ton of different styles of videos, do different things that I don't normally get to do because I'm vlogging more often, which I'm really excited about. I'm also recording podcast interviews this week for the month of October. I have an interview every day this week leading up to the month. Our street team book club is talking about chapter four of my book, The Enneagram Letters, which is still available for pre-order, by the way. We have just a few more weeks where you can get your pre-order bonuses. And I really want you to get that PDF workbook to do alongside reading the book. I really think everyone should have it. So if you haven't pre-ordered yet and you think you're going to buy the book, you should pre-order at theenneagramletters.com. And then um, there's a link in my bio on Instagram and in the show notes on the podcast where you can go and redeem your rewards. The thing to know is that once you fill out the form, it's going to come to a confirmation page. And that's where your bonuses are going to be. There's going to be a link to the self-typing workshop if you don't know your Enneagram type or if you want to share that link with a friend who maybe is seeking out their Enneagram type, that works great. And then you can also download the PDF from that page as well. Also coming up, I'm scheduling things for November and I'm doing my best to get a good place work-wise before I go to Bali in less than two weeks. Um, I will be working while I'm in Bali, but I also know how traveling can sometimes really cut into working hours. So I want to get as much prepped as I can before I go so that it's not super stressful while I'm there. Now, in terms of life updates, I don't know if I have any major life updates right now. We're just spending as much quality time as we can together and really enjoying fall as a family. We did start the new holiday, um, fall day, which I had told you about, I think last week a bit. We watched Hocus Pocus, we got pumpkin themed snacks, we got our kiddo a candle for his room, and we just kind of celebrated um, the coming of fall. And we did it on the fall equinox. So it was kind of like first day of fall. And honestly, I just wanna brag on my husband because <laughs> this weekend I had the cold and he went out and came home with a basket full of cold supplies. I had Dayquil, NyQuil, tissues, candy, a eucalyptus bath bomb, um, a fall themed blanket. And it was so nice because I kept all of my cold related things like in this basket for the whole weekend and I could kind of just carry it around with me from room to room. And um, all of the things were just like all around the house and that brought me so much comfort and it really meant a lot to me and he supported my need for rest by just taking on some of my chores for the weekend. I just felt so supported and so loved and so grateful. <laughs> um, now let's talk about what I'm reading. So this past week I finished The Silent Patient. This is a book that I've had on my list for years now, like at least two or three years, and I just keep putting it off for some reason, and I think I liked it. Honestly, I guessed the ending pretty early on, so 
I wasn't super surprised, which I kind of found disappointing, but I don't think that's been the experience for most people. And I think it's a good book. Like I would say if someone were asking that it's a good book, but it just didn't like grip me like some others that I've read this month have. But I will say that I did read it in like four days, which is fast for me. And especially for the size of book that it was, so maybe it did grip me. I <laughs> I honestly don't know like that I could tell you how I feel about this book. I gave it four stars in like my book log that I keep in my journal, but I keep thinking it's probably more like a five, even though there are books that I liked more. It feels wrong to give it a four because I do think it's like a five star book, but I just didn't enjoy it five stars for me. So do what you will with that. I don't know. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I don't really know. Um, but after finishing The Silent Patient, I started The House on the Cerulean Sea, and I still have about half of the book to go, but I'm really enjoying it so far. It's very original and interesting. I felt like I got swept up into the magical world right away, so I'm excited kind of to see where it goes from here. I'll tell you about it all next week. And what I'm watching, we're currently watching a documentary series on HBO called Anarchist. It's about a group of anarcho-capitalists who moved to Acapulco and it's wild. Like it goes through individual stories and all these crazy things that happen and different people's kind of awakening to the system not working for them. Um, we have one episode left tonight and then we are going to watch the newest season of Stranger Things, which we saved until spooky season because I wanted to watch it in the fall because that felt more fun to me. My small joy from this week is that actually burning the candles we bought for the season. <laughs> I feel like I often find myself trying to not burn the candles that I get because I'm afraid of going through them too quickly. But that's so silly because like you buy them to enjoy them. And this fall, I've decided to just burn them as much as I want to and enjoy them fully while they're here. And then I'll just replace them when I use them up. Like, it's so funny how I like want to hoard these unburned candles. <laughs> so I'm burning all the candles all the time. All right. So here's what's up for content on the podcast this week. Tuesday and Thursday, we are continuing the series on questions to ask yourself by Enneagram type. We have type four tomorrow and type three on Thursday. Wednesday is our regular weekly Q&A. And Friday, I'm sharing an interview I did with author and movement maker, Natalie Frank. Also, a friendly reminder that if you enjoy these behind the scene episodes and aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you may be interested in that. For the month of October, I am posting a new video every single day. As always, it's an absolute joy to stay in touch with you this way, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. 
and Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.